All right, do not touch the plastic container in the fridge that contains that stuff that looks like meat, okay? Jesus. Hi. Anthropologists will tell you that storytelling is in our DNA. Dating back to ancient Rome with Homer and ancient Greece with famous philosophers such as Lamotal and Velament, back to the grunts and the moans and the thrusts and the pumps of the monkey-like people whose loins we have sprung from, we love to tell tales. But I am no anthropologist. I'm famous writer Mike Sachs, and I'm here to introduce today's episode of Vanderpump Robs, a podcast that not only recaps the reality show Vanderpump Rules, but recaps humanity and culture through the lens of Vanderpump Rules. So celebrate storytelling by listening and rating and reviewing this podcast. Don't touch the plastic container in the fridge that contains what looks like meat. And give me a second to finish this. Let me goddamn talk. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs. Don't touch the... Previously on Vanderpump Rules. The blankers where you take your wife and says where you take your mistress. Me and Jax just kind of bring everyone together. We kind of just lead the pack. Was she just strolling the mall and someone was like, hey, you, you want to be a pop star? And she was like, yeah, I guess. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm the new girl, sir, and I just want to fit in. I don't want to have enemies. I don't want anybody in my circle that's a husband-stealing, fame-whoring piece of Because, like, also, I can't for my own self have in my Google searches Tom Sandoval shaving forehead I'm gonna get in the bed with the devil I am the devil and don't you forget it Welcome to Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast about Vanderpump Rules. I'm your host, Rob Schulte. Today I'm recapping the second episode of VPR, titled, This is a Break Up. After the recap, Courtney Soliday brings me all the topics she wants to talk about. You may have seen the article on Slate about a little project that Courtney was working on not too long ago. If you haven't seen it, I've got the link in the show notes. If it wasn't clear in my last episode with Leah, although starting with season one recaps, this podcast is full of spoilers. I personally don't think that's a huge deal. I like to think of spoilers as world building. So whether this pumptini is spoiled or fresh, welcome. It's episode two of Vanderpump Robs. Before we get to the recap, I wanted to take a moment to have just a little bit more fun. Back in the 90s, I used to love collecting comic book trading cards. There was a brief period where I tried to attempt to collect baseball cards, but it just didn't have the same panache. Anywho, if Vanderpump Rules had its own deck of trading cards, I wanted to design Sheena's rookie card. Maybe by the time I get to season 3, I could release a whole set. So what do these cards have? Well, the name's on the front with a title and a picture. Uh, I think her title would be server slash performer. That seems good. On the back, we gotta have a quote. 
Since it's a rookie card, I'll have to pull something from the first season, probably the first episode. So I'm going to go with, I'm a performer. I put on a great show. Snazzy. It's to the point. And usually there's some highlights or facts about the person. I'm going to keep it to three. We'll say bullet point one, new to sir. Bullet point two has been mistaken for Brittany. Bullet point three, not trying to come in here and change everything. Of course, there's also a picture, but I'll leave that up to you, listeners. What photo do you think should be on Sheena's rookie card? Post it on your socials using the hashtag VPROBS. Hey. Sometimes these kids need guidance, clearly, but sometimes they need a good swift kick in the ass. Cannot win, man. It's daytime in West Hollywood, and our gal Lisa is strolling right into work. She meets with Guillermo, her Sir business partner. Pride is coming up, and this year she's going to have a float in the parade. And all of our faves are going to be boarding that float. The parade itself has a couple of key moments that we're going to hear about later. But pretty much in today's episode, Lisa is, quote, a bloody glorified babysitter. She's just trying to keep everyone level-headed while they're at work. But at the same time, she knows she's making a TV show. Does the Olive Garden have a float in the Gay Pride Parade? Before we get to anything too juicy, I would just like to say that finally we get to hear from Tom Schwartz. Okay, I know it's only episode two, but that first episode feels really long. Schwartz is at a modeling shoot with Jax at some point in the episode. And he explains that before Jax lived with Stassi, Jax lived with him and Tom Sandoval in their living room behind a sheet. He goes on to say that Jax was a living room Casanova and that when Jax moved in with Stassi, Schwartz set his couch on fire. I might be taking some liberties there. Speaking of Jax, he's not doing so hot in this episode. We learn that lately modeling has slowed down a bit, and modeling is not his only problem. He's fighting constantly with Stassi this whole episode. When Jax heads to his shift at Sir, he doesn't take Stassi to work. Instead, he leaves her sleeping. It's what I like to call a bad decision. He got his job at Sir through Stassi, but now he's beginning to think that maybe she did that just to keep tabs on him. Later, Peter has a birthday party, and when Jax arrives, Jax goes straight to the bar and downs like seven shots before having the most awkward hello ever with Stassi. Then get to the bar and drink. Let me get to the bar. But before Peter's party, we see that Sheena and her mom meet up at a tattoo shop. It's Mother's Day, and they're going to get matching hummingbird tattoos. While they get the work done, Sheena opens up to her mom about the roadblock she's been having with Stassi. Mom gives some decent mom advice. I've always told you, kill him with kindness, just always be nice. And we move on to the parade pretty quickly. So everyone's got their specific spot on the pride float, and Sheena happens to be next to Jax. About halfway through the parade, Jax asks Sheena to apply sunscreen to his back. This leads to a lot of yelling on a very small float. Later that night, Sheena speaks to Stasi. She just wants to squash everything that's going on, but things seem to be left more awkward than ever. Let me drink this, and I'll go. Speaking of Stasi, her dad has cut her off, whatever that means for her. I think she'll be okay. 
But while polishing glasses, Stasi admits to Katie that her relationship with Jax is not healthy. She just doesn't trust him. She says he leaves her at clubs or at dinners because he can't handle a confrontation. I'd like to know more about the confrontation. Stasi's constantly reminded by Lisa throughout the whole episode that she needs to keep things in perspective and to put her feelings aside while she's at work. All of these problems, the fights, the work drama, it culminates in Stasi breaking up with Jax in a parking lot during Peter's birthday party. It's one of those tough breakups, too, where, like, there's lots of walking and, like, you just want to go home. Right, this isn't going to happen. Fine, fine, I'll I'll I'm tired of arguing. Let's go. No, I'm going to find my own way home. Where are you going? But still, we don't get a lot from a few people in this episode. Katie checks on the sunscreen situation while on the float, tells Sheena and Jax. You guys, can you, like, calm down a little bit? I'm not doing anything, Katie. Not Sheena, you know exactly what you're doing. After the parade, Katie consoles Stassi by the dumpsters. It's been a pretty emotional day. Kristen involves herself in the parade drama as well. She yells at Jax that he's classless. Oh, and also after the parade, she casually tells Lisa that she hates not being Lisa's favorite. And the big Tom Sandoval news this episode is that he doesn't like to open his mail. He also tries to keep Kristen level-headed at the parade. You know what? Don't feed the fire. Don't feed the fire. Uh, I can't deal with these girls. This should be a fun summer. Up next, a talk with Courtney Soliday. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. I'm Robs. We've just recapped the entire episode, and if you're new to the show, but for some reason didn't listen to episode one, just a reminder, now's the point where I bring in a professional to talk about the points they feel need to be opened up, executed, executed, excavated, and looked at just a little bit further. I'm here today with Courtney Soliday, producer on The Exchange Rate with Monet Exchange, Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We met years ago at AOL. Yeah, we saw that so long ago. Yeah, I I saw Bobby Moynihan and I was like, thanks for having me in. And then we've communicated solely over Twitter since then. You're uh, you got great takes. You're a fun follow. And I recently learned we're both passionate about, you know, Bravo TV, but specifically Vanderpump Rules. That's right. When did you start Vanderpump? Was that like, have you been from the beginning or did you binge at a certain point in time? I actually... Actually, so I start, I was into Housewife, so I started how they had the backdoor pilot in from Beverly Hills. They kind of just had us watching Vanderpump before yep. we knew it. <laughs> yep. um, and I watched it a little bit the first season, and I really liked Jackson Stassi, and then I kind of didn't really like it, or I maybe I was younger then, and I was like, they're just partying, and like mm-hmm. I just go out, like they're just going out, and I yeah. go out, and like, oh, okay. What's the difference? Yeah, it's not like these rich people, they weren't like the Housewives. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird way to get into especially once you start moving into like the middle seasons because i think it takes a moment to really go from this is waiting the tv show to these are individuals that we are invested in their lives for some reason they grow as characters but you don't know that until like season five yeah there's definitely nothing aspirational or they're definitely not couple goals. Not at all. Not like Sassy's very rude to Jax to everyone. Jax is not nice. Like it's very messy. When Jax says he's got Peter Pan syndrome (laughs) and like kind of jokes it off, it's like, well, 
you are like 20 years older than everyone else on this show. Maybe not that much, but Stasi makes some good points about maybe the trajectory of his life uh, implemented in incorrect or mean phrasings. <laughs> but uh, I think he makes some similar points. So it's kind of a cesspool in this first season. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. But you've brought some uh, some very important points to the table today. And I'd really like to get into these if you don't mind. Let's start with this first one here. You said that uh, Stasi brings up that her dad, or her parents, specifically her dad, uh, paid for everything when she was in college because that was her job. That's how she phrases it and how she wants to go to grad school because of that. Uh, why was this such an important point that you wanted to uh, open up? I thought this was an important point because it... Um kind of gave you an inside look of how Stasi sees the world um, for someone who's never really had to work or worry about money that can um, give you maybe less perspective. I think maybe it could shine light on her attitude at work. This is maybe totally. like her first real job. You know, when people go to work, they're just trying to, you know. She knows she still has that safety net. Yeah. So that's even true. if like she, she missed a paycheck or is overdrafted, like. She knows that money is still there, even though the rule is she doesn't get it anymore. Right. And she says she doesn't get money anymore, but I believe she also said she was paying for Jax's rent. Yeah. So that would be two paychecks at least. Yeah. It's like how much mo Yeah. You're waiting tables and how is and that not doing, a burden to pay Jax's rent? Because he's doing the same job she is for the most part. They're working right, for the same money? company. Yeah. Like now that we're fighting in a relationship... We never really hit the specific rules of the relationship of I'm paying all the bills because he just moved in with her. There's a difference when a person, a relationship and someone's moving in with you and you're like, okay, let's sit down at the table. How do we split this up? Then what it seems to be like, I got to get out of my curtained off living room apartment with the Toms and uh, thanks for having me. And it evolves into us living together. I don't know. When you're 23, it's hard to like pay the bills correctly or express that to your roommate slash boyfriend. Yeah, I, I guess know. like I get like being in love and loving someone and like wanting to do that. But also like I fully support myself now. And it's like I could barely pay rent. So like to like smile it off and like pay my like boyfriend's rent yeah. too. like, whoa, while you're I don't know, actively not getting your tips on a, <laughs> on a, a regular basis. And I, it just seems to be a point of contention for all involved. <laughs> Sheena loves referencing Villa Blanca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up on that too in season one. <laughs> she is, I don't know, I've kind of figured this whole season one would be more of a Sheena journey. Like how you spoke on it, like the backdoor pilot being on Housewives. Right, with Brandy. With her Brandy. drama with Brandy. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's an argument that I will discover over the course of this podcast that this whole show is about Sheen. <laughs> but it really leans hard into Jackson Stassi in this first season. I get why. But man, when you unpack it, there are some more exciting stories to tell, which we learn. Here's something I didn't ask you at the beginning, and I know we've got these points to cover, but this is something I like asking everyone. And it may feel like a loaded question, but it's, it definitely is not. I just want to know if you think that Peter is thirsty for screen time. <laughs> I have like no opinions on Peter. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I think Peter is that, I think he's genuine, but like, 
he's a manager at this point and he has had history of with these people previous to being a manager. So it's a weird dance. Yeah. I I wish I had more. But <laughs> I, he's like the one that I like you like forget he's there. I don't know. I think that would be the character I want to be Peter? on this show. Right? That's great. Because no like, one really can like dish up you, why they you hate lasted you. lasted <laughs> a lot of seasons, but maybe you're not in every episode and no one cares. Okay, so Stassi's privileged. She's got money coming in. She really doesn't have to want for much. Do you think this stems from like... She was on The Amazing Race with her dad, where they want a little bit of money. Then she was on Queen Bees, where you're getting paid to be on TV, which you told me about. I have not seen that show. I haven't seen it either, but I um, I heard about it years ago because this um, woman, Michelle Madonna, who used to make uh, flower halos uh-huh. that were like good for festivals, like the oh, like yeah. headpieces, yes. and she was on it. And it was like the, the popularity contest sort of show? Is that what Queen Bees was? I kind of just imagine it just like a bunch of people who would be on like My Super Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> Just like yeah. being like obnoxious, but yeah. I'm honestly not totally sure what goes on on the show. Yeah, we're going to have to find that out. Yes. Listeners. Find the tapes. Please. Yeah. Find the tapes. Send us the links. DMs are open. Let's move on to another big, big, big event in the Sir universe. You brought pride to the table because in this episode, like half of it takes place on the pride float. They want us to think it's like the first Pride float, I think, for Sir, but I'm not sure if it was. Oh. Who knows? Maybe they just wanted to sensationalize it for TV, but I liked that pink float. Oh, yeah, and I love that guy, uh, Ken. He's like, Beverly his darling. Chee, chee, chee. <laughs> we ho! <laughs> I love him. A lot of this episode did um, revolve around Pride, and I do think at maybe toward the end, I think it was Lisa who was talking about Pride and working at Sir. She said, like, working at Sir is, is an experience, yeah. Um, which I kind of thought was interesting because it's like you're waiting tables, but... At any point in time, we could have a different sort of event that's not just coming in and clocking in. Right. Like, it's almost like being on a college athletic team where it's like your job is, you know, you're on the team and you play a sport, but at all times you're representing the team. Yes. And you are, you know, going to different... I mean, that's not a good analogy. But no, I think you're... I think you're... You make a really good point because later on when they go to Vegas and they all get in a fight, Lisa's like, no, you're representing my business. Yeah. It's more than waiting tables or being a bartender. It's being a part of the lifestyle brand sure, that Lisa great, Vanderpump great. is creating. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It is, yes. It, it expands beyond waiting tables to a whole a lifestyle. That's a great way to put it. And you know, last season, now I'm fast forwarding, but last season was a huge Pride episode. Yeah. Um, I think there's always just a good Pride, Pride episode and they're always not working. I think at the beginning of, um, in episode two, she told them not to start drinking. Yeah, there's some. they had like bottles in like, grocery bags on yeah, the side of the street. Yeah, but it's like they're ready to, they're not working, they're ready to turn up, which uh-huh. they start fighting. And it's also interesting because until they brought on Billy, they didn't really have any yeah. like LGBTQ plus representation or queer representation on the show. Yeah, directly represented on the so show. So they're very like ally, ally in your face, but they're also like not. <laughs> you know, that that's a good point also because in this like third or fourth viewing of this episode i noticed that okay so sheena rubs suntan lotion on jax's back jax is asked this is the drama on the float because obviously there's they're in the middle of breakups jax and stassi at one point uh katie and Kristen come over to talk to jax to be like oh you know what you're doing 
and he, they cut him off. They cut his mic off. The producers do, but he was like, "It's I know it's pride, but like uh, I asked Sheena to put lotion on my back because I don't want to ask." And then it cuts into a different scene. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh well, the the implication is that maybe Jax is not as open minded as other people, and that he didn't want to ask a guy to rub lotion on his back, so he asked Sheena. Yeah, it's weird, though, because I feel like in later seasons, Jax is, like, cross-dressing and doing some, like, gender-bending things. Yeah, that like he's, for maybe the he changed his or mind something. on that. Yeah, I think, I think he, everyone on the show grows. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> slowly. Slowly, and I don't know. It really is like the evolution poster of ape to human. Like, <laughs> it is taking that. that long. Oh man! Yes, I'll get. I'll get. Uh, well, I hate to ask the dude who does my art to do another thing. So, listeners, let's make this poster. Yeah, let's get some fan art. <laughs> How staged was it that Lance Bass was? <laughs> it's so funny that he's like Lisa's friend. He's always around, though. I feel like he's been around for like Vanderpump Dogs later yeah, on. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I mean. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he got out of it or yeah. who brought him in. Maybe. Maybe he was trying to go to the moon or something oh. at this point in time. And he was just trying to be relevant yeah. or something. I don't know. He seemed friendly and it seemed like a genuine friendship between him and Lisa. Courtney, thanks for coming on for this episode. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. We're going to have you on another episode this season. So... I appreciate all of the time and consideration you're putting into this. And listeners, look out, because we're having another fun one in one of the most epic episodes of this season. Uh, Courtney, where can people find you if they'd like to see your thoughts on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Courtney Soliday. Uh, It's a fun follow and a good person to have on the show. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, if you listened to episode one, you know what the dumpster moment is. But if you're listening in reverse, I'll keep it quick. This is my highlight of the episode. The peak drums, if you will. Got a runner-up dumpster today. Maybe I'll call this the locked dumpster. It was just the foreshadowing to Frank. I guess Frank took Stassi to the party or to work today in this episode. I wonder how long they've been hanging out. Straight time. Heard you picked up my girlfriend. You Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for picking up Saucy and bringing her here. Appreciate Who that. else are going to do? You're working. I know. Hey, that's not what a friend does. Hey. What is it? It's a drink. But really, the dumpsteriest moment of this episode for me was when Saucy straight up caught Jackson a lie. She may not know the facts, but she knows that he's not giving the whole truth. Where'd you sleep last night? What do you think? Kristen said you didn't sleep there. In the car. Why wouldn't you sleep at Tom's? Because I just didn't want her. I have a blanket and pillow. I was fine. I had to get up early and wait for the shoot anyway. So it's not a big deal. Parked in front of our apartment? What kind of guy decides to sleep in his truck instead of coming home to his apartment and sleeping with his girlfriend of two years? A child. That's who. Next episode, my guest is Amanda Hirsch from the Instagram account and podcast, Not Skinny But Not Fat. So make sure to stay subscribed to Vanderpump Robs so you get all the episodes first. And while you're at it, tell a friend to subscribe as well. Remember, independent podcasts live and die by the reviews. So if you're using Apple Podcasts, please give me five stars and a sentence or two of why you like the show. If you want to support this podcast financially, head on over to patreon.com slash pink jeans. Not only will you be helping this podcast, you'll be helping the other podcasts I make with my pal Brittany High. 
This episode was produced and edited by me, and my theme music is composed by Jeremy Siegel. All right, we'll see you next time on Vanderpump Robs. Wait, Rob? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah.